Welcome to the Screen Composer Guild of Ireland um, panel session at the Galway Film Flat. We're really happy to be invited to come and participate in was the highlight of the Irish film calendar. Um, and the, the Screen Composers Guild was set up last year and one of our main aims really is to promote and make more visible the work of composers um, and musicians who deliver music to audiovisual production in Ireland across um, TV, film, animation, documentary and advertising and we're very lucky to have uh, a lot of very talented composers working in Ireland and a lot of whom work internationally as well. And if you go to the screencomposersguild.ie you'll see a directory of members. So my name is Sarah Glennan, um, and I'm very happy to introduce Mike Hearn and George Brennan. So Mike is, I suppose, one of the co-directors of a film which is being shown at the Galway Film Plaid this year, Extraordinary, and George composed the original soundtrack for it. Um, I'm one of the privileged few people here to have seen the film. It was really, really funny. And go and see it. I don't know if there's any tickets left for no. tomorrow night. So you'll have <laughs> to wait until... It will get a theatrical release here. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's due to come out in Ireland on the 13th of September at the moment. Um, so hopefully uh, you'll all go. Yeah. <laughs> so we get to make another film. Extraordinary. Two words. Yeah, As two words. Very, very ordinary. <laughs> <laughs> It's definitely very ordinary. Um, and bring your bring your granny and your nephews and nieces. It is definitely one of the funniest films. Maybe I've not seen. your nephews and nieces. <laughs> Depends are. what age they are. Yeah. Um, I was literally trying to get my kids involved to watch. But so this talk because the audience haven't seen the the movie, and we are going to show our play some of the music. We're not able to show clips in advance of the premiere, but we have a, a trailer and we have some other stuff that we, the guys are going to show you. But this talk is really uh, to look at the process between director and composer and um, use George and Mike as guinea pigs to see how did, how did it work out? How do um, how does the director kind of sell his dream to the composer and how does the composer sell back his version of the sound of that dream it's and how the music works <laughs> um, and hopefully there won't be any fights so no. <laughs> but anyway um, so we're going to pass you on now to Mikey who's the trailer of the film yeah so just as a quick intro um, we have this little telly here I hope you can see it but um uh, there's a new trailer that's uh, about to come out tomorrow, I think, or maybe Saturday morning in Ireland, I think. Um, and uh, I, I got them to let me have a download of it last night. <laughs> um, so we have we could play that first, and maybe you know at least you'll get to hear a little bit of the soundtrack with some of the pictures, and um, just get a little bit of an idea for the tone of it. So uh, we play that, Georgie. Why don't we see ghosts every day? Oh, leave me alone. Most hauntings are so small, they go unnoticed. Hi, this is Rose's driving school. Maybe you could have a chat with my daughter, just to find out what's up with her. My name is Martin. Oh, Jesus, Marion Joseph! 
I know. What is evil? <laughs> I'm doing an incantation. Now! Hear me, powers of the night. The blood moon is nigh. This bloody moon better make me bloody rich. Yes. This is a satanic ritual. Satanists. I woke up in the morning. To break the spell, we need ectoplasm. You just have to let the ghost inhabit your body. Like in Ghostbusters. Oh, I haven't read that. The plot thickens. Why does it have to be so unnecessarily gross? Black magic! Aha! Your girl's got something. Prick. Holy shit! Black magic! This is over. Soon. So I think in terms of genre, it covers comedy, horror, uh, supernatural, love, and self-love, <laughs> and forgiveness. Uh, it's extraordinarily funny. <laughs> and Mae Piggins is brilliant in it. And um, did you want to talk about him? Yeah, uh, I guess just for um, just so you know a little bit about the movie, it's um, stars Maeve Higgins, who's an Irish comedian and writer, um, and Will Forte, who's an American comedian, and you'd probably know him from Saturday Night Live and stuff like that. He's a, a very funny man. And uh, Maeve is a, a, a small town kind of Irish um, driving instructor but she also has supernatural powers in that she can talk to the dead, talk to ghosts. And um, uh, she's kind of falling for a guy who's played by Barry Ward, whose uh, wife is haunting him <laughs> from beyond the grave. So she kind of needs to get rid of the wife for her to... So there's sort of like a romantic love triangle thing going on between him and his dead wife and her. And then Christian Winter is like an evil rock star who lives nearby a bit like... Um, I'll just say it here because we're amongst friends, but a bit like Christopher or something. <laughs> I don't want to get sued. And, um, and uh, he's selling his soul for one last, um, for another hit, because he he's only had a one-hit wonder in his whole career. And um, so that opens up lots more supernatural shit that Maeve has to, or Rose has to end up dealing with. So um, that's kind of like the rough premise of the film. There's lots of other crazy stuff that happens along the way. Um, but uh, in, turn, in terms of music, I guess... Uh, so when, when did you start thinking in terms of music? Um, well, we, I mean, we started working on the film in 2014. We wrote the first draft, so it took, uh, and we shot it last year. So it took a few years to get to that point. And I think all the time, um, all my life, no, all the time we were, think, we were thinking about the music. I mean, uh, I work with and write with Enda Lockman, who's kind of uh, my best friend or working partner for years. And um, we, we've been thinking about lots of the, the music to do with this film as we were writing it even. Um, and we had like playlists and you know, different tracks and stuff that we were kind of think about when we were along the way. Okay. Um, and then George uh, is also uh, an incredible musician and a friend of ours for a long time. 
Um, we would have all been in bands around the same time and kind of got to know George then. And um, me and Enda made a film called The Hatch um, in 2011, which is kind of a weird sci-fi based on a trawler in West Cork. And um, uh, George did the soundtrack for that film. Um, and I, I was saying to you earlier, I preferred the soundtrack than the film itself. <laughs> <laughs> so George is uh, always going to be always in our, in our heads to work on this because we just love uh, the music he makes. Yeah. Um, and he just gets our brains really well. And we also just trust him so much. So I just felt like it was, uh, you know, it was a no-brainer. It wasn't even a discussion. You know, he was never not doing it. So. Um. Cool. <laughs> and I, f I felt when I was watching the film, the music early on. So, you know, as with a lot of, um, I suppose, drama or, or fiction, you're kind of the story is being revealed to you at the beginning, and I felt mu the music was one of the components that kind of gave me the quickest access to where I should start kind of trusting my emotions to nearly in a way or, or where I should place it because it's kind of set in a it's set in rural Cork I suppose yeah, I with suppose the so, accents yeah. <laughs> it's set in a time in between kind of now and the past which a lot of rural Ireland kind of remains in pre-smartphone and then refers back to an earlier time and then um, I just I like I suppose you when you're when you're having a story revealed to you like that there's lots of directions you as the audience can go in and the music was what helped me go okay this is kind of going to be slight this is I'm going to have to leave my I suppose believing brain at the door and just kind of submit to fantasy in a way number one and number two there's kind of like a tomorrow's world feel about it that you're going to learn about something that might be ahead of you kind of um and there's a bit of horror in it so George how did you like when did you get a tone or did you, this music just yeah like for me the first thing I I wanted when I was thinking about the music was I wanted to kind of uh for like the music for Rose, the stuff that wasn't kind of sinister or horror, horror I still wanted it to sound haunted and yeah. kind of supernatural. Yeah. So like I kind of, but then I wanted it to be kind of poppy and you know, because uh, our character's kind of bubbly or yeah, um, yeah. So I was trying to think how do, how do, how do you kind of fuse all those elements? So um, I kind of, uh, I guess I started to think about kind of music I liked that was kind of catchy or haunted or you know and I, I kind of thought of old 4AD stuff like Cock Two Twins or Shoegaze kind of stuff from yeah. the 80s and then um, but then I was thinking of how do you still kind of make kind of poppy elements still sound kind of so um, I thought of stuff like Grouper or uh, stuff like William Basinski's uh, Disintegration Tapes so then I started to kind of um, take uh, recordings of pianos that I had and yeah. uh, put them on old tape machines and then re-sampled them off it so they would have a, a kind of a de cool. degradation to them yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. and then I used kind of um, found sound of choir stuff that I'd recorded and uh, but they were quite noisy so when I was doing it, I was a bit worried when I sent it in that they'd be like, there's loads of fucking hiss and loads of, like, <laughs> what's all this, you know, like, yeah. like it's going to be really, I didn't know whether it would work, so then, but I said I just chanced my arm and I 
Yeah. <laughs> they really liked Actually, it. Actually, so. it's, it's kind of good because the music does give you that that sense of like space. You know, it cre- it creates that atmosphere, mm. and you can hear that kind of maybe what, remove. What we could what we could do is play some of that because um, George, like with Rose's character, who's Maeve Higgins's character, um, you meet her. Uh, you kind of find out about her through VHS tapes, which I think are, were kind of important. Yeah, yeah. Her dad had had this basically TV yeah. show in Ireland, which is what me and Enda call kind of Ghostbusters meets Nationwide. So it's basically like he he would he would go and investigate hauntings and stuff and have this really kind of almost like a cable TV show, but it was RTE kind of in the 90s or whatever. And we really like uh, researched that quite well and tried to make you know we used real cameras and everything old TV cameras to shoot that stuff. But um, I mean, there was sort of an element of that VHS feeling in lots of the stuff you were sending us because yeah, the hiss yeah. of the tapes and stuff. Yeah. And then, and then the other thing was that Rose is haunted uh, as a character as well. She's this bad thing has happened in her past that I don't want to spoil it to you now. But um, so she sort of like is at the start of the film is pushing her gift, her supernatural gift away, and she doesn't want anything to do with it. So she's sort of haunted as well, and kind of stuck in this kind of haunted world, I guess. Uh, where she's hearing ghosts all the time. So it's sort of like uh, George started working on a team for her first. And um, I think once you cracked that, which you did, you did pretty quick, like maybe not quickly for you, but it was one of the first things we heard and we loved. So we just play some of it so you kind of get the feeling of it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Will I play like the first thing I sent you? Yeah, okay. Do because uh, did, you, did you read the script, George? For yeah, yeah. I, I'd read the script and I'd also. Uh, been in uh, into the edit, which was probably okay. the closest we got to his kind of spotting session, mm. but cool. it was more just kind of. Yeah, and we'd also, um, it's probably worth mentioning, we also made a short kind of teaser film thing, oh, like yeah, a kind yeah. of proof of concept film, trying to get, basically trying to get the money to develop money when people were reading the script. Uh, it was, they thought it was nuts. Everybody liked it, but they thought it was nuts, and they were like, how are you going to make this? So we were like, well, the best way. You know, we were used to making DIYing the shit out of everything, so making music videos for no money, etc. So we said, well, why don't we just make like a, sh- a short scene or a short film version of it? So we did that about a year, uh, probably 2016 or something like that. And uh, as soon as we kind of started sending the script to people with the short movie, it just changed everything and uh, millions of dollars started rolling in. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're just put to, we're turning people down, producers which, down. Which they gave um, to the composer. Would no, you? But, but George did the music for that too. And, and, and what I was going to say is Maeve was in that, Rose's character was in that. And um, so we were kind of getting the feeling for her at that point even because we wrote Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give us the... So yeah, this was the... the uh, this ended up being the main kind of theme for the title and throughout for yeah. Rose. This was the first pass,
So was that what you what was used? Uh, there was probably was there more added to that after? Yeah, there was. Yeah, and we used different versions of it as well, yeah. depending on what she was doing in the film. But uh, that was the first thing that me and Enda heard, and then we were. I think we were calling it the Ghost Choir song or something <laughs> at that point. But yeah, it was uh, something that we just loved straight away, I think, really. So then... Um, yeah, it set the tone for a lot of the other stuff. I can play some more variations of that yeah. as it developed. Yeah, come on. lovely to hear it actually I the tempo seemed faster in the film and they, it was um, quite a there's actually yeah they, they, they that bit was used in a bit where they did make me put in a faster tempo <laughs> on it <laughs> so I can play that if you want uh, yeah because that was one of the only notes I got back from production was like yeah. was, that Peter music was in it yeah. was in the scene and it was supposed to be like really really happy yeah. And they were like, that's not yeah, we were We were trying to figure out how to do yeah. I think that was the trickiest thing with, uh, George, with George, working with George's uh, score was like he's, all the, all the uh, evil shit was no problem to him. There's just, a few, <laughs> there's just a few there's a few parts where we were trying to make it like, this is a happy moment, what the fuck can we do here? So we are like, let's try and use her theme and then, but how would we make her theme um, feel like, you know, she's really happy but still not really like, completely leave it behind so yeah. I think we did a, that was the only thing we did a few versions of because the rest of it 
We, have, we could play a tiny bit of the happier one, maybe, just to, so you see the difference. But it, it actually, when you see the movie, it works really well. It's in the, it's a little bit of it it's in the trailer as well. So I kind of just put an arpeggio on this and <laughs> based it up uh, to took make some, it. Yeah, it took some of the discordance. Yeah, yeah. And it finally kicks in. It gets happy in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I promise. Well, um, and they do, I suppose comedy is kind of notoriously difficult to score for yeah, yeah. without going cheesy. Yeah, I think the problem as well is that... Positively uplifting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is in the movie. I think, um, I think the, the thing about uh, the other thing about working with it. Obviously, it's our first feature too, and you know we were really um, conscious of when we were editing that the temp music that we use. So obviously, you edit to some you know to tracks that are existing because George hasn't done them yet. Um, but we didn't. We were really nervous that we or deliberately not wanting to get married to things in the edit. So we, our editor used stuff that was the right tone, um, but like a lot of it, we didn't even like the music, if you know what I mean. So in the film, we were like, okay, what, what's she feeling here? That's kind of what we were talking about a lot of the time. And um, there's a bit where, that bit where she was really happy. She's driving back into the, the town after doing this big okay. haunting. And she's like, um, kind of the first time she's used her gift in a few years. And she's, you know, getting closer to the guy everything's going well at this point in the film and uh in the in the temp we just used like this pretty horrible kind of uh like ukulele music that the editor found but it was like almost something from a shit bank ad or something you know like it was like really happy music um and everybody was kind of used to it including us but like we didn't want it to be in the film <laughs> but you're kind of used to the mood of it and so then for uh when we we're trying trying to match that because it, it was you know it was giving you the feeling you wanted even though the music was horrible so trying to match that feeling um, but using our soundtrack was probably the trickiest bit wasn't it and yeah. how, how did that briefing go <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Well, did you hear the, did you hear the ukulele track? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, well, I knew I wasn't going to be doing that. Really, <laughs> so, uh, um, so yeah, so I just had to flesh it out. That was probably the the, the trickiest thing, mm. but um, uh, but yeah. And was that done then in the edit suite, like you were saying, or was there a kind of that was emails, pretty, phone calls? How, uh, do, pretty, how do you? Uh, we were nearly in a mix by the time. Right. We yeah, we're out. getting to that point. Yeah, yeah. I think we just we would just ring George and go do another one, because <laughs> uh, we you know we have that sort of uh, you know we're able to be you know that blunt or whatever with each yeah. other because we we're friends for a long time so it was it wasn't uh, it was never like animosity or anything like that at all I think it was more like yeah no it was just uh, yeah let's try it out again and see if you know see what you do next time sort of thing and then I think we only did three versions or something but mostly it was you and know, that was the only really notes I got yeah. for anything. So yeah, I got off. Yeah. I got off pretty lightly, I think. Yeah, and I think like um, we'll start talking about some of the more evil stuff now. But um, the, yeah. the that part was like again. I was saying that was the trickiest, but the evil stuff was no problem. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we talk a bit about Christian, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So the, so there is a um, a scene which involves a a, a hit. A big hit. So, did you write that hit? And obviously, that <laughs> must have been written before or during shooting. So, so I guess we can talk about that whole thing. So yeah, basically, yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> so, uh, in the movie, as as I was saying, Will Forte's character uh, is called Christian Winter, um, and he's sort of uh, basically one of those kind of guys who's bought a castle in Ireland and he's here for the tax breaks. So, you know, he's made a lot of money in the 80s or 90s and um, moved to Ireland because he's artist exempt uh, or whatever. And, um, uh, but he's only really had a one-hit wonder. Um, so during the film, we see a few clips from him from old TV shows and from him like performing that song. So we get to hear the song. And it was really uh, like good crack and an important part of the film for us to like have write that actual hit song, which is called Cosmic Woman. Um, so... What happened was we were getting close to shooting the fucking thing, really. Uh, you, were, you were shooting. <laughs> like we had shot, you were shooting it that day. Yeah, we had, yeah. Shot, um, <laughs> we had shot like a lot of uh, Will scenes, and then we had a certain time allotted to make, you know, a couple of hours one afternoon to make sort of the TV, to do all the old TV stuff. Um, one of them was sort of meant to be like a, a performance on, you know, those old BBC shows like Old Grey Whistle Test or like an old 1970s Top of the Pops kind of looking show. So we just had like a really simple black kind of set that we were going to add some stuff to in post. And, um, but we needed a fucking song for it to sing. So uh, I had a song in my head that we had, uh, that, that I basically sang into my phone um, in the morning. And then I sent it to George and went, basically, we need this with a beat by the afternoon. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, I, got a, I got a WhatsApp message, you know, in a, a WhatsApp audio. I actually have it here. I'm going to play it. Uh, Uh-oh. Uh, no, his is not as, bar- as embarrassing as what I had to send back. So, I'll, 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 I'll explain. so basically, uh, it's just a bit of a story, but um, so uh, like six o'clock in the morning, I got a WhatsApp um, of uh, Mike singing a song down the phone, that just out of his phone into WhatsApp. <laughs> and then um, I was told they were shooting that day. And obviously they needed a song because uh, everything needed to be in sync for uh, But like I, yeah, so there, was, there wasn't a track. No, and the other, the yeah. other problem was we knew that like we had Will Forte for, you know, 
10 days or something in the whole shoot but we knew that we wouldn't have the budget or resources or anything to have him back again to like re-record this track ever again so it was like whatever we got that day was probably going to be the song in yeah the film, yeah you know what i mean like his vocal recording of it and on if set. He, yeah if he had to just did something a cappella like it would have been impossible to kind of write a hit song underneath <laughs> it. So it would have just been all over the place. So I needed to give him something that was tempo synced and also something he could mime along to. Um, but I'm not a singer. I've never, <laughs> I've never sang in my life. So uh, I had two hours to write a um, turn my <laughs> WhatsApp message into its 1970s rock hit. Rock hit. <laughs> uh, and the only, like I do. Uh, I was just in the studio by myself, so I had to sing it as well, uh, which was pretty embarrassing, because uh, I knew it was going to be sent and it was going to be blasted out on speakers in front of a crew of about uh, 120 people. Uh, How many people? Yeah, 120 yeah. people. Uh, so, uh, I was, yeah, it was pretty... Uh, so I can play the message that Mike sent me that morning. I haven't heard this for a while. In my summer house in Berlin, <laughs> just as winter ends, my darling, a spaceship landed on the lawn, and we danced until the dawn with the swans. And I sang la 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 la, cosmic woman, la la la, my cosmic woman. <laughs> You are so beautiful, la la la, cosmic woman, la la la, my cosmic woman. <laughs> in my summer house in Berlin, your face like Anne Boleyn, before her beheading, my cosmic sweetheart. Your lips tasted of sin, as did your interplanetary skin, my beauty, my sweet thing, my cosmic woman. I was still in bed at this point. my cosmic woman. You are so beautiful, la la la, cosmic woman, la la la, my cosmic woman. Wait till you hear what he did with it, though. First of all, it's George's version. I wasn't expecting that. And I, I actually can't believe I'm going to play this next <laughs> So uh, I had about two hours to turn that into... Uh, uh, so I just had to lash out whatever I could, and then I had to sing on it, and I'm not a singer. So this is probably the most embarrassing moment of my life, uh, playing this to you. Scarlet? It's not that bad. In my summer house in Berlin, just as winter ends, my darling A spaceship landed on the lawn We danced until the dawn with the swans And I sang la 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 Cosmic woman la 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 Cosmic woman You are so beautiful la 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 Cosmic woman, la la la, my cosmic woman In my summer house in Berlin Your face like Anne Boleyn Before beheading my cosmic sweetheart Your lips tasted You get the gist <laughs> So, um, that, that was done at like So when, when that, we had that That was like I did that at between six o'clock and eight o'clock in the morning <laughs> and sent it in. 
and then you and then I took that I took that track and um me and Will sat in the back of a car on set and I just played it to him over and over until he knew it and then we were able to play George's track um on set over over um the over like speakers um so that Will could kind of mime to it and then we also went into like just a room in the castle that we were shooting in and just recorded his vocals as many times as we had time for and so we had all that gathered including like the footage for the music video for Cosmic Woman so will we play the final yeah. track no I'll play then right. I got sent back oh. this is what I got sent back <laughs> uh, from set in my summer house in Berlin just as winter ends my darling so that's a spaceship <laughs> landed on the lawn. We danced until the dawn with the swan. <laughs> and I sang la 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 la, cosmic woman la la la, my cosmic woman. No. So that's, um, so then I had to turn, <laughs> so that's what I had then to turn, this in, turn that into a proper, um, use that acapella to turn it into a proper kind of, uh, so you had a bit, you had a bit more time there. Yeah, but I, ha <laughs> I, had I had proper time to go into a proper studio and, um, and use real instruments and stuff, so I'll play you what it ended up as. different songs from that <laughs> yeah. uh, Summer House in Berlin is a good one. So, and then, how did you, you want to talk a bit about the, the more horror yeah. aspects and maybe some of the instruments you chose as well for that? And Yeah, I, just from my point of view, with that, so Christian's character is quite big and cartoony at, at times. Um, and, you know, he's playing like a an evil you know, Satanists, really, um, rock star Satanist. 
So it was important for us that George's um, score for him actually grounded him a little bit and didn't make it into a complete cartoon. Um, and that we kind of took it quite seriously, all the, the horror and aspects of uh, his character. Um, so that we had, like, even in the temp, we had tried a few tracks, and some of them were even, like, from horror movies. Like, um, uh, we tried a Goblin track, for example, from one of the, I can't remember what movie it was from, do you know? But anyway. Yeah, it was... Um, some Dario Argento movie. Profondo Rosso. And, um, um, but it, it became, it was quite 70s, and it became a bit camp, and it made it more kind of funny, whatever he was doing. So we kind of, it went on to George then to really try and, like, be make him fucking evil, really. I suppose at times because yeah. he's a bad guy in the film. So we have loads of stuff you can play. But yeah, you can so talk about maybe there, what we do. yeah, there's kind of the ritualistic elements and stuff. Uh, so there's a few different kind of sounds I kept using for those parts. Yeah, I'm sure. Just play some. Yeah. Kind of a mix between, um, uh, I used like, uh, I got like just sample libraries and then I had some of my own libraries that I've uh, built up over the years of um, friends, like just messing around with cellos and yeah, violins. Yeah, I but, thought I could hear with a Yeah, cello. but so I always tried to get them to kind of do extended technique, kind of just trying yeah. to make them not sound like normal. Yeah. Uh, and then... Um, I'll do tricks like because I obviously don't have access to a full orchestra. I'll get like sample libraries, but then I'll do things like heavily process them through like just tremolos or um, kind of granular synth stuff for kind of. Uh, sorry, that's probably a bit nerdy, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and then um, then the synths are uh, uh, the synths are kind of modular synth stuff. Yeah. And yeah, kind of. And mixed. how do you then, as the director, how do you kind of go right? This is the right mix of horror and comedy, or 
rural Ireland and Gates of Hell. Well, I guess um, they're the set pieces that, like, George's, uh, the way George works, a lot of the time it's really, like, the pictures are really motivating for him. So, I, yeah. like, you know, when you're scoring, I see you're not just making random music, like, you know what I mean? You're not just making yeah, a horror yeah, team yeah. and then we're just throwing it on top of the edit. George is All really... All this stuff is done to pictures. Done, so. Done so you're really, doing everything like, to... Yeah, it's literally stabs and, you know, bits so all of those cello. They'll yeah, all go yeah. with different moments in the thing. Great. And George is, like, very, you know, specific about that and how it works. Um, yeah. Like, with Rose's team, it was a little bit looser, I guess, because she's driving yeah, yeah. and stuff. But in lots of the rituals and stuff, there's literally, you know, the music is designed about around what's happening. Um, so for us, it was just literally watching it back and going, <laughs> most of the time going, that's brilliant, you know? Yeah. Um, um, but like, and you know, George bring, making it more evil or less evil, depending on exactly what we're trying to do. And sometimes, because of the nature of the film, unfortunately, we'd have to stop <laughs> during a big cool theme and have a joke. Like there's a bit where he's in the middle of a ritual and he's, he's basically... Um, putting an evil spell on a scrunchie, <laughs> which yeah. sounds ridiculous, but, um, and it is. Um, but we had to kind of stop George's team in the middle, and you kind of want to just go, oh, fucking hell, that's so good. Why, why do we have to stop it? But like, there's a gag there, so you just cut it out, you know, and then yeah. bring it back in. So it's stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. I guess you're just working with what you, what you see. Yeah. Uh, can I play some more? Sure. Um, this is the... Uh, explode, exploding Virgin. <laughs> With um, with that and with like loads of the music, I mean, you could, you can imagine that in any horror film, really, or you know what I mean. Like, I don't mean any horror film, but like it's a horror piece, and it, it's not sort of a comedy horror piece. So we wouldn't we deliberately the way we were directing as well, and the way George was making the music was like treat everything really seriously, as if this is really happening, you know. And it's not like um, we don't want a wacky score to go with a wacky film or anything like that. Yeah. It was the opposite of that. It was just keep it quite deadpan. And you know, make the music that's the most scary for this moment. Yeah. Not not shy away from that, or try and make it a, a you know a, a pastiche of some kind of horror. No, and it has kind of quite a nice retro. Yeah, yeah. Feel to it. It's uh, got a little bit of Stranger Things going on, and kind of reminiscent of, I suppose, 
your kind of uh, my entry into horror anyway as a teenager. Yeah, like I, I grew up in, in the eighties watching lots of films <laughs> that I was way, I way too young to <laughs> be watching. Uh, yeah, Nightmare on Elm Street. We've about ten minutes left, so I'm just wondering, does anyone have a question? Oh yeah. <laughs> Um, I was just wondering actually, did you lock your picture to the temp score or did you do it like nearly there and just let's go and unlock it? Uh, we locked it to the temp, yeah. yep. So we were still working. I mean, we had some of the pieces in, but not all of them were in, so there was just, you know, George was working the whole time until we were basically in the mix, um, weren't you really? Yeah. 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 And is that how you like, is that how you like it? Um, well... I don't know, I do some things different. Like with this, I kind of did everything to picture, like yeah. very much. Uh, but like, um, that's kind of very time consuming, you know? Um, so it's like, I don't know, I'd say next time I'd like to do certain things like that, you know? But then yeah. I would also uh, just kind of make, a, 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 you know, some large pieces of music that could just be edited in, you know? Yeah. Uh, because, um, yeah, I think you can get some good happy accidents that way too, you know? Yeah, we were saying, actually, uh, before, Dutch, you both have experience working in advertising as well, and um, that kind of, that training in that kind of hard end of the craft that it yeah, gives yeah. you for sinking, and was that... Yeah, it definitely, yeah, like, it's a really good um, uh, kind of uh, training ground for, like, being able to kind of make changes really quickly or... Because, you know, like in advertising, you might have like 30 seconds and it, you could have like, the music might have to switch up three times or, yeah, you know, and yeah. 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 And, yeah. Just a, if you were to kind of present visually a character, you might be looking at colour, costume, um, lighting and so on. When you're, when you're composing for a character, um, how many characters are you trying to Incorporate into the into the score, and is it difficult or is it too fluid to actually incorporate different themes for a number of characters? Yeah, no. Like I kind of just assign, like I would assign them like nearly like characters in terms of the music. So with the case of Rose, like you know, I, I, I there needed to be kind of loneliness in there and a bit of sadness, but then um, not completely. Uh, which is kind of bubbly as well, so I, I wanted some kind of pop kind of elements as well, like, um, yeah, that it wasn't. Christian was, just like, what yeah. you heard there was, I guess the, his team his team um, had sort of the, some of the same elements, like a vocal element to it, but there was, like, the, the evil version of Rose's kind of ghost choir or whatever, yeah, yeah. you know, so, but, so, but I, I guess there were, they were the kind of two main characters, so they had their own teams and the rest were sort of just... Yeah, like in, incidental music based around them. Yeah, like there's, there's a good bit of stuff I, I haven't played, but yeah, like some stuff, um, like stuff to do with uh, Rose's father, like it would probably sound more retro than the other stuff. So I kind of, um, uh, he's he's very, it was very paranormal kind of uh, sounding. Um, that yeah, and that little bit earlier. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyone got any more questions? Yeah? One here. Um, I'm just wondering, sorry now, nerd questions. <laughs> what modulars, two questions. Yeah. What modulars did you use? And the tremolo and grain, was it outboard here or was it? Uh, a mixture of both. Uh, the modular stuff is Eurorack, um, so it'd be a lot of different kind of companies. Uh, uh, make noise. Um, uh, 
about uh, mutable instruments and um, uh, yeah, sorry, lots of crystals. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I, I made my own kind of yeah, built my own system using different Euro rack companies. Yeah, and then uh, sorry, your question. Uh, a bit of both. Like I have, um, I have a, a hardware granular synth that I use called a GR1. Um, it's kind. Of, it was kind of Kickstarter thing, um, but it's basically like a Raspberry Pi inside a controller. Um, but then I use stuff like uh, plugin-wise. I would have used um, Sound Toy stuff. Like their, uh, uh, what's their one, David? What's what's yeah, and they've a, what's they've a granular. Um, uh, I forget the name of it off the off the top of my head now. But a, it's a, like a granular delay kind of thing. Um, a GR one, I think it's called. Yeah, yeah, taste. Ta <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. No All the rest will start listening to the music in our heads. <laughs> um, well, we've got to wrap it up soon. So. Thank you very much, guys. I really wish you the best. Thank you very much. And I would tell everyone, please go and see this film. It is so Me too. funny. <laughs> <laughs> I tell we we really want to make another one, so that's why we're um, asking people to go and fucking see it. I wanted to talk about, about there's a few other, um, there's, there, there's, I think there's only one other composer member of the guild here, Giles. Anyone else? But uh, just to watch out for in the rest of the FLA program, um, last night, actually, I don't know if anyone got to see Finky. Um, okay, so the composer for that was Steve Lynch, who's local to here. He's another brilliant Irish composer. Um, Jake Morgan has composed for Kumor, uh, Galway Rhapsody. I don't know if that's been screened yet. And Rod Morris, Boyaya, Caught in the Crossfire. And then uh, Stefan French and Hugh Rogers are both, have both uh, composed for some of the shorts in the short catalogue here. So um, thank you all very, very much for coming along. And I'm sure the guys are happy to talk to people afterwards. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, any other questions, yeah. just come and grab us. Any more at the bar with your money <laughs> yeah. at 12 o'clock. We'll be around for the weekend. Three.